Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Chivas del Norte podcast. My name is Varro, and with me tonight, as usual, Luis and Flo. What's going on, guys? What's going on, man? I'm chilling. How y'all feeling? Feeling sad, of course. My, uh, I thought we were going to go undefeated, and that's at the, that's at the picture. <laughs> I mean, two, yeah. L, two L's in a row. Yeah. We were still clinging on to the uh, undefeated at home, and then... That's what happens because we didn't away. record. You see what happens when we don't record? <laughs> Just taking L's. Man, we got lost. We got lost. Uh, FIFA Star Showdown. Oh, is that what we're, we're going to start off with? <laughs> FIFA Showdown? <laughs> that I it's lost on purpose? Year. I lost This that. year we got to win. We got to win this year. So we got to try that strategy. Yeah. I lost I lost the FIFA Showdown on purpose. You know, you, you guys saw. I started mm-hmm. that first game. Like three minutes into the game, I was up one nil. If I really wanted to, nah, I would have won both games. Tell yeah. the people how much you lost, though. I for, I forget what was it like. The first game was what four one, was it? And then the second game was like five nil. <laughs> yeah, it was like a total like nine to one. <laughs> but it was on purpose. You you saw you saw how yo I, I was beating him one nil at like the third minute of the first game. Like if I really wanted to. Yeah, when but you scored, I was, like, I was like, "Damn, we're gonna win this shit." Yeah, I was got I was like, "I gotta lose on purpose," because when we lose, Chivas either ties or wins, and when we win the FIFA showdowns, we automatically lose. So I was like, "All right, I'm gonna throw this away now." You know, everybody saw that if I really wanted to, to win, you know, I could have won, but Chivas didn't get the memo. I decided to take the L on purpose. Oh, we we could have we would have we would have tied though if we if we didn't get screwed by VAR. But we're gonna we're gonna get into that. <laughs> But uh, I'm a. I want to start a. We want to start off the podcast today uh, with a shout out to the uh, Chivas Soccer Academy in Chicago. Uh, one of our listeners reached out to us and they say that they drive an hour every Friday on their way to practice, I guess, or for games, and that they listen to the podcast. So we're gonna give a shout out to the Chivas Soccer Academy in Chicago, and uh, Jose who reached out. We're gonna give a shout out to his son. His son's name is uh, Iker. And they sent us some pretty cool pictures of um, of when they meet players and stuff. Like he sent us a picture with uh, Nacho Vasquez. And he says they get to meet the players when they go to Chicago for Moleto games. So that's pretty cool. And, um, yeah, he said they get, sometimes they go to Guadalajara also for like some youth tournaments and stuff. Yeah, yeah that's, that's dope. Cool little message he sent. Mm-hmm. That was cool. So, if we yeah. ever get shirts, we'll send them one out. <laughs> yeah, maybe we'll, uh, in like 10 years we'll be talking about Iker playing for Chivas. Never, Never know. know. Never know. Yeah. Yeah, so thanks for listening to the podcast, guys. Iker, good luck, rest of your games, and uh, echale ganas. Not like, not like the real Chi <laughs> <laughs> not, not like Varro on FIFA. <laughs> or, yeah, yeah not either. I, try, I, I, I played for real for like five minutes, and then I was like, all right, I'm done. Can't win. Can't win this game. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's talk Chivas and Tigres. We didn't cover that game because we didn't record last week, but the Chivas got washed 3-0. Um, from what I remember, we had a decent first half, and then it kind of all just fell apart in the second half. Um, terrible defending. There was a penalty that went to Gignac to go 2-0. Flopped. <laughs> and then, yeah, I, when they were when they kept mentioning that uh, Valencia hadn't scored for Tigres in a while, I was like, oh, he's going to score tonight. Because that's what Chivas does when the player's on a bad streak. They always end, end their streak against us. It's either that or the goalie has like a great game. That's what happened against Cruz Azul too. 
the the theaters game. I, I don't remember the goals that much. Oh, now I remember. I was watching the first half at home, and I was like, "Damn, all right, we got a chance. We're still in the game." And then I went. I, I left my house to go to my cousin's house, and I got there like ten minutes late, and it was already one zero. And at that point, it was just over. Yeah, the team just fell apart. They they didn't know how to react to that one nil, and um, I don't know what what we can blame that on. But I feel like we always just fade out. Like we have a good first half or something, and then we just fade out into the second half and don't. We can never come back and put on like a good ninety minutes of soccer. Maybe like max thirty, and then we kind of just die on the pitch. I'm gonna blame the. I'm gonna always blame the coach. Well, in this case, I'm gonna blame the coach. I just feel like the team doesn't play like a certain style or doesn't play for any. Not that they don't play for anything. Um. I don't know, like, they don't have a style. Like, if someone asked you, oh, what, what's Chivas' style, you probably wouldn't even be able to answer it. It's, it's like, on a, day to, on a game-to-game basis. It's like, one day we're getting pressured and we're just sitting back defensively. The next game, we want to go out and play, pressure them. And I just feel like there's no style with Dena. But it's just, it's not with Dena alone. It's been like that with a few other coaches that we've had in the past. Yeah, I think Dena's been trying to tap into the pace that this uh, squad can show. But it just hasn't worked out. And... I mean, we can get into, we'll just get into the Cruz Azul game right away. Uh, we lost 2-1 to Cruz Azul on Saturday night at home. Uh, we lost our undefeated streak at home this season. And, you know, we got, we got shots in. And at times, you know, our pace looked really, really good. But we couldn't finish the chances we created. And that's why I, I kind of want to cut Dennis some slack for this game. Because it's, he took risks in the lineup. Um, let me read the lineup off. Yeah, I didn't like the risks. Not you know, something like, you know, like the I risks didn't like, he took. I mean, I didn't they, like taking trophies out, but yeah. But they almost paid off. If we had just been able to finish the chances we created, we would have been all right. So then I came out on Saturday night with Tony Rodriguez at goal. We got Chicote Calderon getting his first start as a left back for us in the league. Sepulveda and Mier at center backs. He had Brizuela at right back. Uh, Beltran Molina in the middle, Cisneros playing behind the uh, Vega at top, and on the wings we had Angulo and we had Antuna. What week was this? Week six? Week five? This is week six. The loss we just that's, took to bro. That's crazy. That's that's like when we were basically predicting that. That's when we would see all the refuerzos play, and we did. <laughs> yeah, I think Brizuela played. Was was Chapo hurt? Yeah, Chapo's hurt, and Madueña's just been bad. Yeah, yeah, Madueña. I don't like Madueña at all. I don't know what you guys thought about the. I for me personally, take anytime you take trophies out, I have a problem with it, especially if you don't replace them. Although Vega, I, I like Vega, I like Vega on the road too, to be honest. Um, but I don't know, man. I don't understand the taking J, the JJ Macias out. Yeah, JJ, it, just, it, it was just desperate. It was just moves at a desperation, and it's like the team they had their chances. But my point is, like I think we talked about this before the season. It's like, uh, how is Stanley going to be able to handle? All these new signings, Tosta veterans, and it's like he doesn't know how to handle the situation. He doesn't know. It's like he's afraid to take some guy, some guys out. Um, one he puts, he, uh, he brings back Macias and takes him out. Second half, he puts in Chofi. Second half, we saw the lineup that we thought he was going to go with. So I don't know, man. Like I said, I thought one of the biggest problems heading into the season was how is he going to handle all the all the players? And I feel like Denon's done a bad job handling it. Yeah, he's and they just don't respond. He still hasn't found his starting 11 next, like, a big issue. But then, you know, we also had injuries. We had Macias out for a while. Uh, Vega was out for a while. We have Chapo out. So the injuries started piling up, and then, you know, he had to adjust as best he could. 
Um, Angulo, you know, didn't really work out this game, and I'm kind of losing faith in him. Like I don't, he doesn't, really, he hasn't really st- stood out. Yeah, I'm seeing Angulo more as played. a super sub than a yeah. than a starter right now. Kind of like a pace, like a plug-in pace at like the 70th, yeah. 75th minute. Yeah. For Angulo, um, I liked what I saw from Mantuna. It's just unfortunate he couldn't. He had what four one-on-ones that I want to say with Corona, and he couldn't finish a single one of them. Was it one or two headers? I don't know. He missed like two headers. Um, one. So the first one he had was a header alone in the box, and he just put it wide. Wide. It wasn't even the on target. One was a nice header. The second one was yeah, nice. Corona just made a great save. Okay, so that yeah, was the second yeah, one, yeah. the header that Corona saved. I think yeah, because so. he had one on the ground too. I don't remember if that was the that second was the one. first one. That was the first one. Yeah, the one he, he headed it out. Yeah, on the right wing and he shot it, but it was also on target. I think Corona had another save, and then the last one where he could have chipped Corona and he just like he got no power on the. He tried to chip it, but he got like no power on it, yeah. and you can see like that one just kind of like broke him. Even though yeah, that wise reaction that that last header though that no the header you talking about Flo that was the last that was the last one. That came a little after the chip. I was like, oh, at least, yeah. he, you know, I, he didn't, like, break that mentally. But then when Corona still blocked that header that was, like, on target, he kind of just, you could see him, so, um, so we thought. Nah, he, he broke just, down like, on the on the crap. one where he tried to chip him, I think. Yeah, he, he had, like, a little mental breakdown. Yeah. But, um, like, I, this has been, a, like, a big debate on Twitter. It's the whole missing. And I, I even, like... But he creates the opportunity. Like I like that he at least creates the opportunities. Like it's it was terrible. Some of the some of the misses were terrible. But like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna get like all over him. Like some people have. Like I like that he's at least his speed makes a difference in the game. Now he just gotta work on like goddamn finishing. Yeah, like he creates opportunities. I mean, as long as he's not he created, the, one that he has created to the penalty, finish him. Yeah, as long as he doesn't have to finish him, I think we're yeah. okay. And I kind of like the um, the chemistry him and Brizuela had. Brizuela actually looked good. I I, I felt like on Saturday because he was making like these overlapping runs over Antuna, where it wasn't just Bro, him that had to create the pace. Like he kind of looked decent on on a Saturday night to me. Bro, I know, I know, I understand people are mad at Antuna because we lost and stuff. But bro, it feels like he wins every one on one. I wouldn't say that. I mean, he probably or doesn't, he, but it feels he like he more, wins most of. Yeah, he wins most of them with his speed, or he gets fouled more than what Brizuela wins at this point in his career. I'll, I'll say. Nah, Brizuela made a few runs when he got up there, and he like he didn't know what to do. You gotta finish or make that final pass, do something. Yeah, before yeah, because you don't want to. We don't want to start throwing the name out that we heard some people call him in preseason the Jurgen Dam. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Nah, I think... that's what I was gonna say, man. My mind's turning into Jurgen Dam out there. <laughs> nah, he had a little. Uh, you guys saw the tweet. He, um, what's the guy's name from uh, ESPN? Oh, Alvaro Morales. Morales. He uh, yep. tweeted, uh, "When is Antuna gonna announce his retirement?" And Antuna replied, "He said, uh, told him to shut up that if it wasn't for Chivas, he wouldn't eat." So I don't know. know why people. I don't know why people fall for it. <laughs> <laughs> but he's just trolling. He's he's like the Spanish Skip Bayless, the ESPN yeah. Deportes Skip Bayless. People, people just fall for it. You just gotta ignore him. I mean, I, I don't know. I feel like Bayless doesn't go as extreme as this guy. Though. Like this guy just f- feeds off of Chivas fans. Like 
If, if Chivas fans didn't add yeah, him, yeah. his social media right. would be dead. Did you see someone wrote him a letter? Us, <laughs> someone wrote him a letter? Some Chivas fan wrote him like a long-ass letter. To whom? And he printed Talo it out. And he print, yeah, Talo Rones. And he printed it on his show. He's like, this is what I think of your letter. He's like, I'm not even going to read it. And just ripped it up. <laughs> <laughs> Such a troll, man. I hate him, man. I hate him so much. But I, got, I try to like not pay attention to anything he says. Like his, I like trolling, so that's probably why like he doesn't bother me because like I, I I see it, but people some people like legit get angry by it. Yeah, like you can't react, you can't react to that stuff. You can't take it. No, seriously. like I can see, I can see like Antuna reacting because he's the play. It's him, but fans like come on, fans, you should know by now already. That was good though for him to react because um I tweeted yeah, I don't, from the account. Know. I was like, you know, he's twenty two years old, he's young, his first season at Chivas, and like and the crowd got into him, like they started booing him. Yeah. Well, they started oh, booing the whole team yeah. at the end, but every time he touched the ball, the Especially booze got much louder. Yeah, he like, caught the he. It just it was it was like it was like he was at the wrong place at the wrong time. Like he just caught it the worst because of the the couple of weeks that we had as Chivas fans. They haven't been good. We haven't won since week one, um, and then the misses. It was, he, it was just bad timing. Right, he hasn't been able to score. He's been able to get into the danger zone since like week one. Yeah, but he just hasn't been able to do anything with it. And I know people. I know people. I don't, how you guys feel about booing booing your own team? Like I'm not. I I don't think I would boo, but I'm not gonna like fault people who that do boo that pay their money and stuff like that. I don't. I don't think you should. But at the same time, like you said, Luis, if they you know it's their money, they paid. They can right. They can do whatever they want. I guess as long as it's not like endangering anybody or stuff like that. But I mean, don't yeah. the kid's twenty two years old? It's his first season at Chivas. You don't boo. You don't break like mentally break your players. I remember um there was a young kid in, on Chivas that I remember when it was under Matias, and he like messed up, and the fans just got into it. And he we I never Galindo? heard of him again. No, he was just bad. It was Galindo. It was Galindo. Well, it was well, Galindo, Galindo, too. To Galindo too. Galindo yeah. too. Like the crowd, like fans can break a player like mentally, like. Yeah. He's gonna get broken off of a little boo, and he ain't the one, anyways. That's true too. Probably not. Yeah, but like, don't you're helping the cause, and you're not helping the cause by booing the, a young player. I think it was um, was the kid's name Giovanni Hernandez or something like that? I remember. When oh yeah, Giovanni Hernandez. Yeah, he had long curly hair. Him. Yeah, like he messed up, and like you could see, like when he got subbed off, he was kind of walking to the bench, and he kind of had like tears in his eyes. And I was like, oh, that's it. This kid's done. Like we're not gonna see him again. I'm not 100% I mean, did. Chappie sure Chop, yeah. said that he he looked like he was walking out with tears after the game. Well, yeah, there are pictures of Antuna. him walking off. Like, oh, there were. Crying. Oh, I yeah. didn't see the pictures. And he was um, yeah. he was like waving at the fans, like asking for forgiveness. But that's more like a that's like he cares. A, yeah, that's well, like a club issue now. At least he's like willing to stand there and like go up to the fans yeah. and, and ask like for the forgiveness. Yeah, he understands. He understands that he could have won the game. It's just hope it doesn't like continue and like really get to him. I like that there's been players that have come out to support him. Like uh, I seen Bofo came out and supported him. So I think that's what he needs. He needs the right support, the right support system. Yeah, that's what I that's what I was tweeting. I said, you know, it's up to like players now to pick him up. You know, you got the vets in the locker room. You got you need a you got Molina, you got Peralta. These are the vets now. They have to step in and be like, yo, kid, it's gonna right. be all right. Peralta could be like, hey. Yeah. I haven't I hadn't scored in what a year and something, so you'll be all right. <laughs> <laughs> Just look at me. <laughs> I'm still getting yeah, I'm paid. 
the highest paid person on the team. Look at all the hate I get. <laughs> but if, I tell you what, though, then I then I can't bench him this week. You no, stick with them. No, you got to stick with them. Yeah. Now that you said that, you know he's gonna bench him. <laughs> I don't think he. Bro, will. they should bench fucking Dan. Why is he still leaving the coach? <laughs> Dude, that's why I was tweeting. I was like, bro, you got to get rid of him. You have to. Like he's not the one. Like, like what are you gonna wait for a game against uh, Tijuana with the Cholos? Yeah, we yeah got Cholos. Cholos. clearly right, not man. the one. Now <laughs> he's not after, the one. Uh, America game. <laughs> like oh, last now season. he's not the one, but the rumor names aren't the one either. Yeah. So they gotta go. They gotta go to the drawing board and do something. Like I, I was a big fan of what Belice did in the in the off season, bringing the players in, but holding on to Tena and then the names I'm seeing rumored. I don't know, Belice. I have to get rid of you too. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's talk. Let's talk about the goals real quick. Um, so we lost two one. The first goal came on a controversial, Bullshit. controversial play. And um, on Monday, FMF came out and apologized and said that they made an error in letting that goal stand. That they should have called the foul on Angulo, which led to the that was like the that steal was the build up to the Cruz Azul goal. And when I was watching on TV at home, they showed the replay of Angulo getting fouled out right outside the Cruz Azul box. And I was like, oh, I was like, dope. I was like, the Chivata tweets are going to start, but that's legit. Like, that should be called back. That's not a goal. And then yeah, like, the referee, yo, out. the ref reviewed it for like 15 seconds. And he just ran back on the field and counted the goal. That was, they, that was a robbery, man. Yeah, that was a clear foul. The way they got the ball was by the fouling Antuna, so... I've seen I've seen them I've seen VAR go like uh, go like a good twenty thirty seconds back to stop a to stop a goal from happening. So yeah, that's that. It's not even controversial. Like they they were wrong. They fucked us over. Yeah, I feel like I've seen in like the Premier League, especially like they'll go back to like an irrelevant ass foul and call back like the whole play. Like it, it happened yesterday, I think, against uh, a Man U Chelsea, right? I didn't watch that game. There's like a. There's like a foul teams. off a off a corner kick, something like that. Flo, you know what I'm yeah. talking about, right? Nah, I didn't watch it. Oh, you didn't watch it? Damn, that's your team, yeah. bro. <laughs> <laughs> some, some of us have a job, bro. I don't know. <laughs> At least the highlights. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that that goal shouldn't have stood, and it should have been nil nil. Still, bro, I've seen plays where a foul happens like in the box. They don't call it though, and the team counters scores the goal. VAR then disallowed that goal and went back and called the penalty. Yeah, but I know was it's it, happened. It's definitely happened. Was, wasn't there like a game recently where like they were on the counter and they were about to score and then the ref like stopped it? Oh, that was, was like, no. Oh, that, that was against that was America. Yeah. That was America and Theaters. Remember the final? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it was. Yes, yeah, yeah. that's what I, I swear. I was but like, it just actually, happened like recently. Now, Flo, you reminded me. The last it happened to us before too. Remember the Chivas Necaxa game? When Chofis got fouled at midfield, Nekaxa went on to score a goal. And then they called it back because the foul on Chofis led to the uh, Nekaxa goal. And then the Nekaxa guy got a red card. I don't know if you guys remember mm-hmm. that one. But it happened like maybe a, two seasons ago. It was at Nekaxa. And I remember Chofis got fouled at midfield. That steal led to the goal. And then they just brought everything back and they took away the Nekaxa goal. So there is like, um, what's the word? Precedent. Yeah, there's precedent to where it's happening in our favor, too. So that's why I thought they were definitely going to call that goal back. But we got screwed, and uh, I never want to see a Chibata tweet ever again. 
Because we've been getting screwed by Barr for the last couple of weeks now. It's bullshit. Yeah, it's bad. And then we get a PK. Antuna draws the foul in the box. And I actually thought that wasn't a foul at like the first glance. Because it kind of looked like, uh, to me, it kind of looked like Antuna just uh, left his foot out there. So he could step on the on the player, on the Cruz Azul player. And then mm-hmm. I guess when I saw that, and I was like, oh, this guy's going to watch him like super slow-mo. And they're definitely going to call that back. But I was glad they did it. Because we needed that goal. I mean, when I saw the when I saw them slow the replay down, and you see his the guy basically. I mean, he didn't kick him hard, but his foot made contact with Antuna's foot. I was like, oh, they're calling it for sure. Like that's what we've seen from VAR. They slow plays down, and they call plays that you think in in regular speed wouldn't happen. Yeah, I guess, but I I don't know. I just felt like we were gonna get screwed again. It's like cause the way because I don't know what angles they show the refs. I don't think the re- the angles that we see on TV are the angles that they show the refs. But like nah, some of the angles that we don't. saw on TV, I was like, oh, I, I could see how they how they would reverse it. But I guess it's like in football where they, uh, if there's not enough evidence in the camera, they they don't reverse the call. They just go with the original call because the original call was a PK in favor of Chivas. I guess there wasn't just enough evidence to bring it back. He probably saw just enough, a little bit of contact, and I was like, all right, foul. Yeah, man, because when you slow him down, like if the plays look worse. It's like, oh, that contact with his foot, and then in real, like in real time, it doesn't look that bad. Yeah, it was a, it was a foul. I mean, but I think Antuna knew exactly what he was doing because yeah, he got fouled on one on his uh, left foot or whatever, and his right he was he already had like kind of he was kind of diving with his right foot already, so he <laughs> he knew exactly what he was gonna do. Yeah, and then we I had think Vega. Antuna's starting to get used to it, man. He's starting to get used to getting fouled. Oh yeah, he does get fouled a lot. That's something that's been happening past couple of games. Maybe Even, like his debut, remember? Him. Yeah. yeah, if you can draw him in the box, get a PK every week. That's fine. <laughs> but eventually, they might treat him like a Barabo and not give him anything. Remember the uh, was it when we won the championship? I feel like the build up to that to the uh, Toluca final, uh huh, or maybe it was the season before that where Bravo dove, <laughs> and then like the rest of the build up. It was when Atlante was good when they would have like four three games, and Bravo um. Actually got like legit fouls in the box and the ref like get up like we're not buying anything anymore. <laughs> I hope they don't treat him like that where they just don't they ignore all the fouls on him. I doubt it. Yeah, but then we had Vega take the PK. He buried it and Cruz Azul scored again two one, a free kick goal by Aldrete at I think like the forty third minute of the first half. And I want oh, yeah, I want to ask Antonio. Yeah, I was about to ask Antonio you guys. And we could, yeah, could Daniel have done more on that free kick. Hell yeah, he should have punched that ball out. He, he had like he got like a whole hand on it. Yeah, Slinger <laughs> just bent back and let the ball go in. <laughs> nah, yeah, that's that's a hundred percent on him. Like, he can't even defend that. Yeah, that's Varro's boy right there. <laughs> nah, I, I definitely thought he could have done more on that. I feel like uh, Godinho would have got to that ball easier. I don't know if he would have kept it out too, but. He probably would have reached it a little, a little better. He would have kept it out. And then the announcers were like, they're like, you know, a lot of people are on the YouTube comment, no, or whatever comments they read. I don't know where they get comments now. But they're like, there's a lot of people <laughs> commenting that uh, that goal was Antonio. They're like, oh, Antonio did everything he could to get to that ball. That's not Antonio. Mm. I was like, bro, 
I mean, he, he did bent. everything he could to get to the ball, but when once he got, got there, he once out. he got there, <laughs> he still let the goal go in. Yeah, his whole, like, it wasn't even his hand that bent. It was, like, his whole arm. He just <laughs> folded. I'm like, what the hell? But, yeah, there was, like, movement on the line, too, I think, by um, Elias Hernandez that could have thrown them off, but it shouldn't have. He got he got there. I don't know why he didn't, how he couldn't keep it out. Right, it's not even, like, it wasn't even, like, one of those perfectly placed free kicks. Like upper corner and upper ninety, it wasn't even that. Yeah, he he could he could have done more. And then, like we said, you know, we had a we had a couple, a couple of shots. You know, Cisneros, I remember had two on target, that forced like good Corona saves. Antuna, Macias came in and had a shot. Mm-hmm, Macias, yeah. Antuna forced some saves, but yeah, it well, just, Corona got just fucking player scored. of the game. He should have. He definitely earned it. He did. We had 10 yeah. shots. We had 19 shots, 10 on target. He won player of the game. Definitely should have. We had 19 yeah. shots, 10 on target, and Cruz Azul had 9 shots, 3 on target. Cruz Azul yeah. had, Corona had 8 saves in the game. That's crazy. That's, That's, That's a FIFA match. That is a FIFA mm-hmm. match. Like the one that's like scripted for you to lose, like no matter what. It's... As soon as you let the goalie get a couple saves, he gets confident. All of a sudden, he saves everything. Just like in FIFA. I mean, Corona's good, but he's he's not who he was a couple years ago. He ain't the same goalkeeper. Like, I see him getting criticized on the timeline, like, every every week. Yeah. And I know, like, Jurado's, like, waiting to come take over the spot, but I don't know how washed Corona is. That's what Chivas does, though. They make all the goalkeepers look like gods. And remember Tom um, Tom uh, Harrison Proved it That like He like Statistically proved it That For some reason Goalkeepers have better games Against Chivas Than like The (laughs) the average of the other Like any other opponent Against Chivas They have better Better performances Like He proved it statistically And I was like Oh you freaking finally proved Something I've been thinking For like so long I remember Vol- like Volpi was like the number one culprit that would just have like the games of his life against us. But now That's I feel like Jurado, Jurado did it with Veracruz a couple of times. Like he had crazy games against us. We just can't catch a break when it comes to op- opposing goalkeepers. I feel like there's like clear goal scoring opportunities we just don't do it. Wasn't there like a play here in the first half in this game where like, I can't believe we didn't score? Was it Chicote that shot or somebody? Chicote had a nice shot too. Yeah, it was a like the goal it was like the goal was open and like I think like a defender like cleared off the line or something yeah on off a corner kick like Cruz Azul cleared on the line yeah I was like how do we not score that that's crazy and then Cruz Azul also did what they had to do like they parked the bus after in the second half it was just them parking the bus and we just we had our opportunities to break them down and we just never took advantage of it I don't that's why I feel like I don't know how much you can fault Tena for this game, at least. Like I know his past ones have been have been trashed. Nah, like, his sub game, his substitutions have been bad. But this one, the you can fault him for uh, the plays. Not starting J- J- the plays, the plays were there. Not starting who? JJ. Oh, JJ Macias. Yeah, that was weird. I don't know why he did that. You think it's still Macias coming back from that injury? Maybe he doesn't want to. Nah, force him to play too much. I'm, it was just desperation. Like he didn't know. He had. He just, just doesn't know what to do. He doesn't know how to fix it. All and right. I feel like we see this every year from from or not every year, but from every coach when they're right before they get fired, they always make all these desperation moves. 
And you know what the crazy part is? That he was playing JJ Macias on the left wing. And playing Vega as striker. And Antuna as striker at times. Like why? You have Vega who's been playing really well on the left wing. It, the logical move would have been, alright, stick JJ in the middle and then let Vega take over the left wing, which he's been doing decently up to this point in the season. Bro, that's the sign of a coach that does that. That's, that's he, know, that he knows. Get. He knows this time is coming to an end. Yeah, Beltran got subbed off early. I yeah, thought that was, was I thought that stupid. was a good sub. Honestly, I thought, no, that, I thought was it was good. stupid. Because like, Beltran was sitting on the yellow already, and he was kind of like... He was playing he, like he was arguing with the ref and stuff. He could have easily got sent off, I think. Nah, but we needed we needed offense. We didn't need we did we could have done without Molina that game. Yeah, but he put in Villalbando for Beltran. Didn't he? I, I seen um, and then soccer nerds tweeted. tweeted. They tweeted who they tweet? Did they tweet the account or did they tweet Rigo? Because someone tweeted the same thing, um, and they said that oh well, uh, Molina is basically acting like another center back with Chicote Calderon and Brizuela pushing high up. But that wasn't the case. Molina wasn't sitting back like as a third defender. Nah, he was like in the he was like in the action. Yeah. So if, like if he would have been sitting back, I would be like, all right, that's understandable. But nah, he was up there trying to make pl- play, trying to make passes. That's why I thought like it's like you're losing, man. Just make go offensive at that point. Like you need the win. I think at times at times though he does sit back. There are times where um, like Sepulveda pushes up a lot at times. There was one play where um. I was watching, I was like, who is that? And then I, it was Sepulveda, he was like struggling and like to run back as fast as he could. But then I think Molina was sitting at the center back position covering for him. But he was just no, like throughout struggling the, throughout to get Throughout the back. game, he does. He covers, yeah. he'll sit back. But I just felt like in that moment, what we needed, for oh, the sub he was yeah. going to make, I would have rather gone with Molina over, over Beltran. I just think it was that, that yellow that card. And Beltran like... He he was clearly pissed when he got subbed off. Like he left and he was like shaking his head and just kind of walked straight to the bench. He was like, "After this," but I, it was that yellow card, man. There was one play too before that where he just he got in the ref's face and I was like, "Oh, you gotta walk away right now, or else you're gonna get sent off." But I guess that's not that now. You gotta trust, I guess, Beltran to not yeah. stay level-headed, not get the second yellow. Then Chofis got subbed on, Villalpando got subbed on, and Macias got subbed on. I don't know. Chofis didn't really do anything in this game. You would like to see him there in the first half when they weren't parking the bus. Right. Yeah, I don't know. But I'd, I'm not going to say I hated how we played on Saturday. I think if we just had scored. <laughs> I mean, that's like the Magic Johnson analysis. If we would have scored more goals than them, we would have won. But <laughs> I wasn't pissed by how they played on Saturday. It was better than we played against Tigres and uh, Pachuca especially. That's just what I don't like is that we don't have like a style like with the under Dana. So what are we like like you said like oh I like how we played this game instead of that game and it's we should be playing the same type of way like every single week like under Almeida like we knew it was an offensive style we're going to be pushing up um, like we knew what it was already going in under these coaches like Dana boy like we don't know well, that's, that's what I was about to say. Like, we haven't had a style of play since Almeida. And nobody's been able to implement one. Like, yeah, we have, yeah you, who do we have? Tomas Boy, Cardoso, Cardoso, Tena. Wonder, all guys under the, the carousel, Mex- <laughs> Liga Mex coaches. What a, what a shocker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, and 
when Almeida was the coach, we knew we were going to go all out. And, you know, even if it's like tied at the 75th minute, you knew he was going to come back and just throw mm-hmm. everything he could at the team. And I was like, that's what we liked about him, that like he wanted to win every game. He never kind of parked the bus. And he was like, all right, I'll take the tie. It was always about the win. Yeah. And I felt like, like in this case, um, like that you can see, like, then I sometimes try to go for the win. But I just feel like it's not him. Maybe Almeida, maybe the players just believed in him and fought for him. Like, they loved him so much that they fought for him. Well, then supposed to be one of those, like, a good player's coach. Uh, just hasn't shown, I guess, so far. So far. <laughs> but we saw at know, the like, end I, of last I, season, I, though. Seen, like, we ended really well. We ended strong. I don't know, man, because I've seen the... I've seen the the, docu- the documentary where Mexico wins the gold, the Olympic gold medal, right? Mm-hmm. And like, there's plenty, there's plenty of clips in there of him trying to like motivate the players, and it's not, it's nothing to like the, when you hear Almeida speak. Like when Almeida yeah. talks, like you believe him, you want to rally of behind course. him. When yeah. Dana speaks, he was like, I don't know, he just doesn't sound like he says the right things, but the way he says it, I just don't believe him. So what do you? All right, you say that. So what do you think, like, Apio Herrera would do with this team? You think we'd be balling out of our minds? I don't know, but under Pio Herrera, he'd bring us... He, he at least has, like, a, a formation, like, a system that he likes to run. He motivates players. He's not the best, like, tactical coach. No, definitely not. Tactical? Nah. Not, I don't like him, but he just has, like... His teams have, like, a little swagger to them that... Right. And it comes from him, like... He and sends I do, that off. Like I think he would be a better option right now than Tena, just in the sense that the team is so young. Like, like I feel like they need that. They need that right coach that's gonna like allow them to be themselves. And like you said, that swagger that he brings, that his team sometimes have. I feel like it's what this team kind of needs right now. That wouldn't fix all the problems, but it would help somewhat. Yeah. Can't believe this turned to a caping for Piojarera segment. <laughs> <laughs> But I just, I just feel like it would be different. Like, like you're right. He's not good, like, tactically. He's not. You can out-coach him, but, like, he, he brings that, like, second degree of motivation. Like, that players need. Yeah. Like, they'll play for him. That's, I don't, I don't know. I'm not going to say that they don't play for Tena, but maybe he's, like, too, too calm about it. I don't know. I don't think they play for Tena because, one, I'm telling you, man. Since we've had we we brought in so many players this year, that Dennis had a hard tr- like a hard job trying to trying to figure out okay when's he gonna make the moves, what moves is he gonna make, and I feel like that's starting to get into the locker room too. Yeah. Like imagine being JJ Macias and you get benched for this game. Like why wouldn't why would you have this coach's back? Like you got brought in basically as a refuerzo after after the two seasons you had with Leon. And now the team's not doing good, and they badly need a win, and they send you to the bench. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not only is not right for him, but not right for the other players also. They're gonna look at that situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. Yeah. You're right. It's uh, de- definitely Thanos in the hot seat, and um, I don't think he can afford. He can't afford a loss on Friday night against Cholos. You think? Uh, you think this team look, would look any different with Fortuna Guzman? Probably, because he'd be like a second creative right, before player. Before the year started, we're, we were asking, like, oh, where is he going to play? He would play over trophies. He would bench. I think he would bench trophies for him, Portugal. Yeah, I think so, too. 
or that would have been like the competition. Maybe trophies would have been more motivated to just ball out game in, game out. Because that's the competition that trophies needed. Villalpando's not doing it because he barely, he, he never gets to start. I wish we would have, we would have Pocho right now. Pocho, Pocho is like, it's hard to explain the type of player Pocho is, but he's really crafty with his passes like in, in that last half. And he can finish too. Yeah. Like what we say about Antuna misses, like now nah, when he was at Pachuca, like he scored headers for you, shots, like he can finish. But his case hasn't like really uh, progressed from what I've seen. Like there, I, I saw lawyers still accept, encouraging I feel like he didn't accept him. It. They, I think the his, last I saw that it was that his lawyers were encouraging him to get the B sample tested, so he could get cleared and then he can play for Pachuca. Or I also saw that the. Uh, the purchase, the Chivas purchase, could go into effect again. Yeah, what I well, what I've seen is that if he gets cleared, he he goes back to Chivas. He, Chivas can can basically keep him, I guess. Yeah, they could reactivate the buy clause, I think. So I don't know. We'll see, but I think realistically, yeah, having Pocho uh, this season is not going to happen. So shouldn't even think about it. But let's look. Let's look at where Chivas is right now on the table. We're we're in thirteenth place. We've gotten six out of eighteen possible points. Uh, we lost our last two games. We're sitting two points out of eighth place. So it's not too bad. Like, we're not... We've dug ourselves in the hole, but it's not, like, deep at all yet. It's just bad because of the way we've been playing. Yeah. We got 33 points left to play. So we can still cap out at 39 points. Don't think it's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> but then I did some math, and I went back to... To uh, was 2014. I went back to to average out what like what we need for eighth place, and it averaged out. I went back 11 seasons. It averaged out to 25.4 points. So we need at least 25 points to realistically have a shot at the eighth and final league spot this season. That means we need 19 points at least 19 points out of our next 33. That's doable. But we have we have. Tough games left. Yeah, we do. We got America left. I know we got Atlas left, which is always trouble now because it's a Clásico. Um, we still have Monterrey left, right? Rayados. Yeah. Who will eventually snap out of the funk that they're in? And of course, it'd probably be us that they finally win against. <laughs> <laughs> um, That's so true. We got Monarcas, who's been playing well. We got we got a couple complicated games. Like we can't say we're we're gonna get those points, but all of our games have been complicated. Yeah, we're not we're not out of it like at all right now. But then I also did more research on this Chivas Cholos um, games, and guys, bad news. The last time Chivas has won in Tijuana was in 2011, Mar- uh, September 3rd, 2011. Chivas won one nil in Tijuana. Damn. And since then, we've taken one point, one point out of our last seven visits to Tijuana. So either we're due for a win, or we're just gonna keep being trash at Tijuana. We're due. We gotta be due. Tijuana, Tijuana though is not doing any better. We're in thirteenth. Tijuana's in fourteenth uh, place. They're tied with us on six points, but they have a negative three goal difference. We have a negative two goal difference. And I think they played less competitive teams than we have. So if you look at like strength of uh, schedule as of now, 
Uh-huh. I think we have had a more complicated thing. So they tied with Morelia 1-1. They tied with Toluca 1-1. They lost to Atlas 2-1. They beat Atlético San Luis 1-0. They tied to América 0-0. They beat... They lost to Querétaro 3-0. And they beat Santos 2-1. So they're bad too, basically. Yeah. They're just as trash as us. They got one win, three draws. Flo, do you have the odds? Do you have the odds for the game? Jump into Flo's gambling corner. Uh, yeah. So, Tijuana is favored by half a goal. Um, so you can get Chivas plus half a goal. Or you can bet for Chivas to win for plus 225. So if you bet 50, you win $112 plus your 50 bet. It's not bad. Yeah. Let's see. Are we going to break the nine-year streak or whatever? It's been it's eight years, man. Oh, no, nine now. Yeah, nine. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> and we, like it's not playing, like playing on that. It's not like we're saying uh, that we we can even get a draw. We've gotten one point in how many games you said? Uh, seven. Let me see. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Yeah. After we won the yeah. le- the next seven times we played in Tijuana, we've only taken one point. So one so point out of twenty-one. S- <laughs> yeah. So we can't even say that the plus half a goal is a good bet. No. <laughs> you think, oh, all we have to do is tie and we win. No, well, we haven't even been able to do that. I just think it's tough to play on that turf. Like, I guess other teams figure it out, but it just sucks playing on turf when you go from, like, regular grass to playing on that pitch. It's like a good home field advantage to have. I feel like we had the same conversation last season. And, uh, we didn't play at Tijuana. We played in Guadalajara last time. Did we? Yep, and we lost 1-0. <laughs> Did we play them in in like a cup maybe? Uh, maybe. I don't think those show up on the site I'm using because mm. it says we beat the we lost to them one nil in Guadalajara on October thirty first two thousand nineteen, and we beat them at home two nil on January sixth twenty nineteen. So yeah, we don't have a good record in Tijuana. I guess it's one of those spots where we just can't figure out how to win. So. Obviously, I'm going to pick a Chivas win. <laughs> <laughs> I think we break the curse. I think we get like a 2-0. A 2-0 Chivas win is what I'm going to go with. We can cash at, We can cash in on that. Uh, on those odds, Flo. Yeah, so a Chivas shutout win is plus 475. So you bet 50. You win 200 and... Oh, shit. What is that? It's 200 and... I don't know. 230 something dollars? Yeah. Pretty good. Our, de- our defense is... Our defense is pretty good to hold team. That's that's not a bad bet to take. We just gotta <laughs> we just gotta hope Donio doesn't bend his arms again. <laughs> I like I like how we haven't won there in nine years, and we're, our bet is Chivas shutout win, not win <laughs> shutout win. <laughs> Tijuana's only scored five goals. All right, they've only scored five goals. We've scored seven. And even like Grusel that scored two on us. One was should have been a foul. Another one was a free kick. Like you said, just don't you, as long as his hands don't bend back. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm going Chivas 2-0 win. I'll be back exactly. here next week regretting that pick. Oh, we could do a FIFA showdown with uh, Caesar, Flo. We got to hit him up. Are you going to throw it? You can play that one. <laughs> yeah, Varro's not allowed to play anymore. 
I'm not. I'm, I don't want to lose on purpose anymore. From now on, it's only just me. It's either me or Flo. <laughs> I feel like since I lost on purpose, it threw off like the whole, the whole thing. So can't trust yeah, me anymore. All right, what else we got? So we did the Cholos game. Oh, also, for any fans that are gonna make the trip down to Tijuana, we got tips from Cesar and Eugene on our Twitter account, just in case, because I hear I hear it's uh, there's like a lot of traffic and stuff. So I'll read off Cesar's tweets that he sent us because we asked him like if he had advice for fans going. He said, uh, "Cross early. Traffic is brutal on Fridays when heading to Tijuana." There are plenty of spots to park in San Isidro on the U.S. side. If you want to do that, walk across the border and then take an Uber or taxi to the stadium, which is just a few miles south of the border. Um, if you want to drive straight to the stadium, check with your U.S. auto insurance because some cover you if you don't travel more than a certain amount of miles from the border. And he said there is also public transportation, which is terrible out there in Cali, but you can use the light rail option called the San Diego trolley that has a stop at the border. Then uh, Osvaldo chimed in and he said that as an FYI, you can buy Mexican car insurance on the US side for about 20 bucks a day. So if you're just gonna go down there, you pay 20 bucks and just come back right after the game. And Eugene said that he always takes the blue line train to the border and then catches a taxi or Uber to the stadium. And he suggested you have cash on hand, though, because the closest bank is a decent walk from the Avenida Revolución, and it can be a stressful walk. So, if you're making the trip to Tijuana on Friday, Friday afternoon, Friday night, just keep those things in mind. And, uh, you know, just stay safe in Tijuana when you go down there. There's cash. That way, if you get robbed, cash, cash looks nicer than cards. Yeah, I'm. I'm always scared. Like if I get someone tries to rob me, and I just have a you, card. Like, your, if I'm robbing you, I don't want your credit cards. Give me the cash. <laughs> I feel like they just get mad. Like that's how you get pistol whipped. Like. <laughs> I think. Uh, I think Rigo said he knew what houses had the underground tunnels. If you just want to take that out, <laughs> avoid all the traffic. So hit up Rigo if you need that. Uh, uh, let's see. We got Twitter questions. We got a couple. Uh, we got one day Z fifty three asking after three attempts, do you really think a change in manager will make a difference this time? If it's the 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 rumor names, what are they? They're Exojitos uh, Mesa and El Profe Cruz. El Profe Cruz. So no, if God no. If they're the answers, God, no. then I don't know what's gonna happen. We might just forfeit the whole the rest of the season because I don't see anything changing under their management style. Bro, I tweeted out that like. It's like it's gross to even think about that. Like, like I get like just hearing those names, like that doesn't that shouldn't excite anyone. You shouldn't want those those guys coaching your team. And I know they I know they've had success in league. Some of them have, like Ojitos Mesa has had success for sure. Um, but I do not want them. I don't want. And I tweeted this the other day. I forgot. I think it was Dontica Robert Rod Dontica tweeted something about the like which coach should be next, and I was like. I don't want a Mexican coach, and I don't want one that's coached in Liga MX for like over five years already, and that's just used to the way Liga MX runs things. Like, bring me an outside guy. Go find somebody in another country or something like that. I don't want one of the regular coaches that we see on every other team. Yeah. Did you guys see that um, Juan Carlos Osorio was also rumored for? I saw like a couple hey, of rumors about that. Hey, I'll take him over these other guys. Really? You'll take Osorio? 
over Ojitos Mesa? Hell yeah. I, I mean, just don't want those players, those coaches. Yeah, but then we're going to have height, height in some again, and then hey. his rotaciones. Nah, he at least can game plan and, and somewhat of a style as opposed to these other guys. Hey, hey, his claim to fame is he game planned for, what, six months? One, hey, one we beat Germany, didn't and we? Then, and then didn't know what to do for the rest of the games. He was like, <laughs> wait, we got more than one game? <laughs> Hey, uh, basically, he he be the defending champs. That's got to we got to get like a silver medal for that. So does South Korea. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we split it. I hated, I hated him. His little stupid little. Black. Nah, I hated him too. But if you're gonna ask me, Profe Cruz, Ojitos Mesa, or Osorio, all right, fuck it, give me Osorio. He's like the worst of. The, he's like the better of the worst. <laughs> but um, nah, I'd rather. There's a, there's a guy that's. There's a guy coaching in MLS. I think he coaches like San Jose or something like that. <laughs> I heard he, I heard he's decent. We said we said <laughs> in 2020 we stopped saying his name. <laughs> nah, but I'm starting to hear that him and he, I think he said it himself. No, that that he's been like in contact with the uh, Maori and that they constantly text back and forth and this yeah. whole thing that that they have problems is not true and that and apparently like in the past few weeks they've actually like gotten a little bit closer and stuff. He said he's Never, a in, he's yeah. a Chivas Incha for life. Yeah. So there's also that. They asked him over River Plate, and he's like, "Yeah, that's crazy." Well, the way he I I understood when the way he explained it. Oh, did he? Yeah, I just saw the headline. I was like, "That's the way he explained it." Was uh, he's like he's like uh, River is what like I was basically born into, or you know, like Spurs. He's like, but right. I became a, like going to Chivas, and he's like, I became like a true fan of there. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, I think he. I think he took it more of like the fandom part. Yeah, I mean, approach. if we can bring him back, bring him back. But I don't know these names that we're seeing. I also saw San Paoli floating around. Hey, because he's hey, he's unemployed. I'm on board. I, I'll take San Paoli. I'm on board. Yeah, I'll take him. Hell yeah! I feel like we finally have a sense of style. If we bro, we give him a blank team. check. Hell yeah! It's gonna be super <laughs> offensive. Yeah. Yeah, Even then defensively, because remember when he was um, coaching what Chile, they yeah. were like they were pretty good defensively. They had that one World Cup where they were defensively good and not like too offensive. Bro, he was doing it with like defensive mids playing center backs. Yep, and he Without was doing League like, MX players, so he kind of you know he knows League MX players. That's true. I would take Sampaoli for sure. Like out of hell yeah, yeah. Out of those four names we've dropped, Sampaoli would be my number one choice. If oh, it happens, Almeida? it's another thing. Oh, well, I'm saying... Uh, <laughs> Almeida, yeah, Almeida would be mine. Look, uh, I don't Cruz. think Almeida's realistic, like, next week if we fire Dena. Uh, I don't Two think that's realistic. Two weeks, Two weeks maybe. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I'm saying, like... But it, it, it was... I think even we said it, we said it. Like, you just brought it up that we said we wouldn't bring up his name and stuff like that because I didn't think it would be a, it was a realistic thing. But now, like, especially what you've been hearing over the past, like, two weeks, I think that it could be a realistic thing in the future. Not right now, but in the future, I could see it happening again. Him coming back. Yeah, we'll have to we'll have to see. But right, San Paoli, I think, would be a great move for Chivas. You know, you have a coach with a lot of pedigree and uh, experience. Attractive style of play too. Yeah, that's that's huge too. That the like the players can can buy into that. I've always said that that's like a thing of that's always uh, basically hurt Mourinho, even though he's been super successful. Is that sooner or later, 
the team is just going to fall apart because the players aren't happy. Yeah, they get tired of playing yeah. that slow style of soccer. Like, it's not fun. Yeah. As fans and, I guess, as players. Yeah. All right, let's go on to Ayani9906. He said, do you see it as a wrong thing what Chicota did with the concert? Um, so, yeah, I don't know if you guys saw what happened the whole... It was almost like a scandal, the Chicote thing. They were saying that he had skipped out on practice with Chivas and he had gone to a a concert and he was he was recording like photos of him at the concert later that night popped up on social media. Is that what happened? Or was it that he went the night before and then skipped practice the next day because he wasn't feeling well? Well, yeah, I don't he, know. I didn't. He, I didn't know exactly like the truth, the whole story. I didn't. Really, I saw it, but I was like, I didn't really care too much for it, to be honest. Well, at first, at first, it was reported that he had skipped practice that day to go to the concert, and then it came out that it was actually Chivas's day off, so Chicote could do whatever he wants on his day off, as long as he doesn't fail a drug test, right? But what day was that? Sunday? I think Sunday. Yeah, it had to be Sunday, right? Because they played Saturday. So he did that, and then it came out that he went to the concert on Sunday, I guess, and then on Monday he left the game with like a stomach pain or something. That was oh, like practice? his excuse, yeah. yeah. So maybe he was hungover or something. But I mean, I don't, I don't know. It's, I feel like it's just the Mexican media trying to blow up something okay. that, you know. I don't know. I don't see anything too crazy about it. Yeah, I don't see anything wrong with it. Like he went out. It's like you said. It's the day off. Yeah, if it, had, if, it, if it had come out that it was true that like he skipped practice that day and then that same night he's at the concert, then that's the issue. But right, it was right. a day off. They can do whatever they want on their day off as long as they don't fail like a truck test that week. Yeah, he's and he's better than and he's better than Ponce anyway. Like I'm not. Come on, we're not <laughs> going back. We're not going back in the final. Hungover, bro. It's all good. <laughs> it's true. Plus, yeah. it's not like one of those things where it's like, I feel like um, like football, where like they strategically have to game plan like on certain days and and go over set plays. It's, the soccer is a little bit different, so it's fine. You miss practice, it's okay. It's Monday. We all want to miss work on Monday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just like a regular Monday. Who knows if he was even hungover? <laughs> Then we got one more Twitter question. It says, uh, LS Fernandez 12. He said, what are your realistic candidates to succeed then? Because honestly, I don't see him finishing the season. And especially with a almost guaranteed loss he will take at Estadio Caliente. <laughs> I mean, the candidates we mentioned are probably the options we have. If it's not San Paoli, then I, I say just ride out the season with then And maybe we'll make the Liguilla. Because I think now the point is make the league, yeah. The way we've been playing is like just get that eighth spot and whatever happens in the league, yeah, happens. And that's what Pelaz has been preaching. You know, all off season, he's like, it's league, yeah, that's it. That's our goal. Eventually, you know, we'll start winning championships, but not this season. Or at least not the rate we're going. Yeah, I think, like we said, we, we've talked about the names already. Um, I, I think it has to be... It, it just can't be Profe Cruz or Huita Mesa. For that, there's no point in switching coach. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I'd rather just ride it out with Dana. Yeah. And see and if then we can at figure least it say out. We had stability or something. Maybe that'll like 
make it attractive to another coach. Like, oh, maybe yeah. maybe your coach can survive a whole season and keep us. Yeah. And I remember, like, there was a time where Almeida had his little rough patch and, and the media wanted him gone, but, like, the like the team showed something, like, yeah, enough to, enough to make Vergara <laughs> want to keep him. Like, the team ain't showing nothing right now. <laughs> then, I, then I better figure it out. He got, like, <laughs> he got three days left. He won't win that game. He's right. gone. Completely unrelated, but they just showed Will Ferrell in the crowd. <laughs> oh, is that the <laughs> Leon and LAFC game? Someone yeah, presented yeah. him with a Leon jersey. I saw like I saw some tweets before the game. That's I forgot that game was going on. I cha- ended up changing it. Who's winning? Still Leon 1-0? Leon yeah. up 1-0, yeah. All right. And then we want to end the pod with an event that we were reached out to about. It's a uh, La Liga Zone La Liga Zone tour. So it's a uh, it's gonna be like a soccer fan fest. Kids and adults they can uh, go watch games. They can do like challenges. They got skill parkour. You can watch La Liga games. They're gonna be giving out a bunch of gifts. They got like quiz booths. They got they're gonna have trophies from La Liga. Says a lot of prizes. La Liga swag. And you can win tickets. You can win. A trip to Spain for two to see your favorite La Liga team. Um, they're going to be touring the stakes. They're going to be at uh, Columbia, Maryland, Meadowlands, New Jersey, Elkins Park, uh, Pennsylvania. They're going to be in Brooklyn, New York, and they're going to be in Rockville, Maryland. Uh, Rico's actually going to be playing. I think his team is going to be playing. Uh, they're going to be in the pickup tournament at the Brooklyn one. So if you guys want to meet Rigo. And I'll probably be there too, since we got hooked up with a discount code, guys. Uh, the discount code is Chivas del Norte. I think tickets are regularly thirty bucks, but if you use our discount code, you get them for twenty-five. And uh, we'll tweet out the link tomorrow in the morning after we release the episode. So if you guys want to check out a cool soccer event and you're and you're in one of those cities that I read off, buy tickets. They're 25 bucks if you use the Chivas del Norte discount code. And I think that's a wrap for this episode, unless you guys have anything else you want to discuss. Nah, that was good. Alright. Yeah. So, we're going to bet on the Chivas win. We'll regret it next week. We'll be back next week. Maybe Dana will still be our coach. Maybe he won't. Uh, but we'll definitely have something to talk about. Alright, so we're out.